0: I would be eating 300 calories a day. Like, I was literally eating nothing. So I lost so much weight so quickly. I know that's like a half of my my na- now, you know? And yeah. so it, it's, it's so bad but I just didn't know. And so then mm-hmm. after that, I started having panic attacks all the time. And because mm-hmm. of my, my cortisol must have been through the roof, my hormones were all out of whack. Like, I lost my period. And so I then... Three, two... i love to get started with who is Lauren today? How would you describe yourself? So I would describe myself as a digital nomad. I am an entrepreneur who is really, really passionate about freedom and fulfillment and building a life that you actually love and a business that you care about and that you're passionate about. Um, I'm someone who really, really is just always creating new things and it's something that I'm extremely I just love to do that. I love to take care of my health and fitness. And um, I truly believe that the life of your dreams is really, really possible. And I like to lead by example, showing other people how to make it happen for themselves too.
1: So much alignment here. How did this all get started for you? What were some of the experiences growing up that led to this worldview?
0: I feel like everyone has this subconscious Desire for certain things in their life from the way that they were raised, in which you don't necessarily even realize is driving you to this day. And so, my younger brother, he's two years younger than me. His name is Adam. He, He has epilepsy and autism. And so, I remember when I was like, I must have been four years old, and we were driving back from this Christmas party, and just next to me, he started having a seizure, and. It was frigging terrifying. Like to this day, I still remember the whole thing. It's probably like my earliest real long drawn out memory. And ever since that moment, ultimately his whole freedom was just taken away from him. Like he then at that moment had to have at least one on one care every time. He has a ton of medication that he has to take to stop having seizures. And over the years, now he lives in a care home and has like two on one care because he just can't do anything. Like he has a tube in his tummy and everything because he can't eat right and so it's interesting because I always felt from like a very young age that I need to make the most of my life to make the most of his too and I know that's probably a lot of pressure that I've always put on myself but at the same time the way that I take it now is that I'm so grateful to the opportunity to show other people how free they really are how much opportunity they have in their life to be able to create the things that they want and to do the things that they care about and love to do because it's so easy to make excuses like, oh, well, I'm so busy with my job or, oh, I hurt my foot. And I'm like one time running this half marathon. Like I've never ran in my life before. I freaking hate running. Like I'm a weightlifting person. <laughs> and the whole time in my head, I'm just thinking Adam would dream to be able to run. Adam would be able to dream and he would dream to be able to run. And so like I run the whole thing without stopping. And it's like the first time in my life I've ever done that. But it, it is true because we get to choose how we show up no matter what life deals us. And so that's something which I think from a very young age, I've always kind of been like a rule breaker, someone who in Mm. school I I would always get like kicked out of the room for laughing and just having a good time because everyone's taking stuff so seriously. And I'm like, you guys are just like wasting your life away. You know, I was just having fun. And so, yeah, I was always naughty, but I think it was just showing that value of wanting freedom. An autonomy yeah. throughout everything that I was doing. And that's kind of how eventually I dropped out of university, quit the corporate world, and ended up doing what I'm doing today.
1: My goodness, what a great example and story. And it's often like we go through these experiences in our formative years that show us the gift that life is. And that sure. was such a great example of that. Thanks. Yeah. So you grew up where
0: in England? And yeah, so it's a place and called sorry. Whenever I say where are you from, I say sorry. <laughs> and then everyone's like, Where are you from? And I say sorry. And they ask me so many times saying oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so now every time somebody asks me, I just say, I am from Surrey. and it's just a place just outside of London. That's hilarious. I grew up in Sierra Leone watching
1: football and so know of Surrey because of that. And I'm more there, but that totally makes sense when you say it that way. So it sounds like you went to university and then you started in the corporate world and then you quit. I want to come back to this period of your life and what was going on there? What
0: did you quit for or what were you leaving behind? So when I was in school, I was like 15 or 16. I went on this massive weight loss journey because one time I saw this photo of me next to my friend at a party. And in England, you start drinking alcohol really young. I can't lie. I don't really Mm. drink now. I think I got it out of my system. When I was like fourteen, yeah. but or fifteen, and I, there was this photo of me next to my friend, and I guess I I was drunk and so was she, and I literally looked like three times the size of her. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't I wasn't like obese or or giant or anything. It's just this one photo oh. hit me like a ton of bricks because I was always feeling very insecure about my body and myself in general, especially because of my brother. Like every time we would go anywhere. Yeah everyone would be staring at us because he would be in his wheelchair and they'd all be like looking and whispering things. And so I was always quite insecure as a kid. And so I was always trying to fit in. And then I see this photo and I'm like, oh my dear God, I need to do something about this. So I typed into Google, how do I lose weight? And it tells you burn more calories than you consume. So I <laughs> did exactly that. But stupidly, I didn't know about your base, like your your BMR and, and all, all of these fitness things. So I started going... To the gym and just burning on the machine it says like 500 calories every single day on yeah. the elliptical and I would be eating 300 calories a day like I was literally eating nothing so I lost so much weight so quickly I know that's like a half of my snack my now you know And yeah. so it, it's, it's so bad but I just didn't know and so then mm-hmm. after that I started having panic attacks all the time and because mm-hmm. of my, my cortisol must have been through the roof my hormones were all out of whack like I lost my period and so I then decided, well, I just want to be healthy. Like, I want to be successful one day. This is something that I always knew. But how the the hell do I fix myself? What have I done to myself? And it was also this thing in my mind that I was getting so much reassurance from boys my age, from my friends always telling Mm -hmm. me, you look so good, your body's so amazing. And I was getting so much praise for them. So I had to have this, like, internal battle. And I decided, you know what? No, I'm going to get healthy. And so I got into weightlifting. So I started an Instagram fitness account, right, like 10 years ago. Um, And this is before anyone ever did fitness stuff online. And so I made friends with these other girls that were into weight training, right? And basically, that was like age 16, 17. Age 18, I got a job at an asset management company as like an internship, okay? So I did it for eight months. It was supposed to be twelve. But I quit early because I just hated it so much. And then I was like, nah, it doesn't matter anywhere, but I've already got my place at university. So then I went to the uni and I just went in the mindset of like, well, I just wanna have fun and make friends. Cause like I've been working my ass off for the last year. And I already had this online fitness coaching business that I was doing from the Instagram account that I'd made. So I thought, well, even if it doesn't go well at uni, I have something to fall back on. So I went for a year, friggin' hated it. It was just a waste of time. UK's number one business degree, but like none of the professors had ever had their own businesses. So I quit, dropped out and went all in on my online fitness coaching business, scaled that to multiple six figures in profit per year and built a massive fitness brand. And it's all on my social media. Like you can scroll way back and see absolutely everything. I want to pause because this is awesome.
1: Where like where did this and I love what you said about like you wanted to be doing things in the real world. You wanted to be building in the real world and it felt like university was a waste of time for you. So, then where did you learn about how do you scale your fitness business? And what are some of the things you learned there? Tell walk me through this episode.
0: Well, I definitely didn't learn that in university because I was,
1: I was through in trial this, and like, error.
0: Yeah. I was in this accounting lecture. And so they were teaching us like UK accounting. And for the first time ever, I was like, oh shit, I need to pay tax. Right. Because, because I never even <laughs> told him about that before. And he was telling me like corporation tax and all this stuff. I'm like, oh my God. So I texted my dad because my dad had a very small business growing up. It was like a franchise, you know, a little, uh, he was a franchisee, like he owned one of the franchises of a big company, right? And so, yeah, I texted him and I was like, oh my gosh, how do I do tax? And he was like, oh, just hire an accountant and pay them. They'll do it for you. But then I remember in the accounting thing, I went back to the, the next week and I said to him, well, I really need help because my clients are in many different countries. What do I do? Because I have clients right. who are in America and Australia and in Europe. And so he was like, well, Lauren, that would be a very good question for Google. He said that to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, are you kidding me? You're you serious right now? I'm like the only person in the whole entire degree that actually has their own business already. And you're not even willing to offer me help? And so... Yeah. At that point, I just thought, you know what, this is a huge waste of my time. I kind of uh, coasted on through for a bit. But the way that I ended up learning was I used to watch YouTube videos when I was doing cardio because I would do cardio like two or three times a week on the elliptical or something back when I was actually healthy. And so I would watch these YouTubers of like, you would not probably know the names unless you were in fitness, but Christian Guzman, uh, Rob Lipset, Heidi Summers, all these they have millions of followers. They're actually good friends of mine now. But back then, I just followed them. And I would see them talking about like their online coaching business. And so I thought, well, if these guys can do it, so can I. And so they didn't really share much business info. But I remember I would just find keywords that they would say, like online check-ins or something or like client check-ins or something. And so I would take that phrase and I would type that into the podcast app. And I would see what podcasts came up. And so then I would find all these different podcasts. I would start listening to them, see the ones that I liked and that I engaged with. So I found a few like Pat Flynn. I found Angie Lee, who doesn't really do too much in this space now. But back then she was making a lot of content about online business. I found just all these different podcasts and this company called Shredded by Science. And so I ended up doing a partnership with that company and writing a whole entire fitness program with them. And they taught me a ton of stuff about online coaching. So it, man, it's so long ago now that I even forget, but I didn't even buy any courses or anything in the beginning days. I didn't hire coaches. I didn't know that the business coaching space was a thing because I always heard people say, all the best coaches hire coaches. And so I was a fitness coach. So I thought, oh, every fitness coach has a fitness coach. I didn't think they meant business coach. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So I had no idea, but then yeah, over the years, obviously, I ended up finding great people, uh, some terrible people too, but that's a different story. But honestly, for me, it was podcasts in the beginning. I would just listen to so many. I would literally listen to like six podcasts a day on doublespeak.
1: Yeah. So I'm hearing a couple of things here, Lauren, in terms of what helped get you into entrepreneurship. A, you had this perspective of life is a gift given the experience with your brother. Second, it sounds like you weren't finding value off of the stuff you were learning at school and you wanted to build something. You got excited about fitness. But what's interesting there is you're a self-starter. So you were listening to these YouTube videos. You would then index on keywords and then go read and listen. And you were a voracious learner like that. But you were a self-starter. And then there's also this element of you just believed in yourself because you said something around, these are big YouTubers at the time. And I thought if they can do it, so can I. Where did this self-belief come from?
0: I think I was just naïve. It's a yeah. wonderful thing. But... I I literally think that I was just naïve. Like, I, I think I just had no idea of all the downsides. And I saw the positive sides of things. They're all traveling yeah. and going on these amazing vacations, have a ton of friends that are like-minded. And so I thought, well, yeah. I want that too. So I'm just going to do what they do. And so I did it in my own special way. But. I have to say I was very good at fitness like I always knew that I was good at it Mm -hmm. because once I did it the wrong way I knew exactly what not to do and I could really relate to the ideal client that I was working with because they were girls that were going on these crash diets that were trying all these things and that were so committed to actually getting healthy and cared about long-term results that was the avatar that I was working with so I could seriously relate to them because I'd been that person myself. And so I think from the fact that like I had actually walked through their same shoes, I could share content that would truly help them. And quite frankly, I knew more about fitness than a lot of the people that were making content already. Because when I was working my corporate job, everybody you could have like a standing desk or a sitting desk it could go up and down you know with the button Mm -hmm. and so everyone would always sit down but I would always stand up because no one could see my screen when I was standing up so all day (laughs) I was just reading these like bodybuilding forums and all of these different (laughs) because social media was banned so I was just reading that all day literally all day just learning studying writing notes writing down in a google document stuff that I wanted to work on and so I think when you know that you have something that can really, really help people, you have the confidence to just go out there and sell the thing because I knew Mm -hmm. if I sell this, I am literally going to change people's lives. Like They're not going to make the mistake I did because I don't know if you've ever or anyone listening has ever experienced having anxiety and panic attacks, but having been through that, I knew what I had to share would prevent other people from experiencing the same thing and damaging their body like I had done previously. And so... I was so incredibly convicted that I was going to do whatever it takes to be able to sell and market this thing. And so because I knew that's just how I could help people.
1: I love it. We're talking about anxiety and panic attacks. I personally haven't experienced this, but 40% of the population experiences generalized anxiety disorder. Also in the mental health space, people wait on average 11 years before getting care. And so it's really important. It's good. We're talking more about it. And you're not alone if you're experiencing this. And it makes so much sense that you wanted, you were driven by this need to want people to not go experience that, which had happened to you because of your own mistakes that you'd made. So uh, that makes so much sense. The other thing you talked about, you were naive. And honestly, that in some cases can be the biggest gift to so many entrepreneurs second guess themselves out of doing something or pursuing something and overcomplicate things. So yeah. that's a huge gift. But I actually want to give you more credit than that. I think you were really confident and you had done things before, like you'd taken control over your health journey and you'd made mistakes, but then figured it out. And also, maybe a little bit of credit to your dad, like the anecdote you shared where he just said, hire an accountant and they can do it for you. That's said with an aura of, you know what? It's possible. It's not a hard thing, it's figure outable. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there have been many other instances where you growing up with this mindset just gives you this can do attitude.
0: Yeah, no, I'd say That's- so my dad always did showcase that for me because, you know, it was a lot for him and my mom growing up with me and then also a disabled child while also running a business. Yeah. And so it was always that mindset of like, it's not that bad. Just get on with it. You'll figure out how to do it. And so because I was always left to my own devices as a kid, I always had so much time to just, and I, had a, I always had a laptop or, or like my parents' computer. Yeah. And I when I was like 12, I guess, I was on Tumblr. And I made a following there of of like 10,000. And then I was having Bebo and MySpace and all these social media. I always loved social media. I don't know what it was. I felt like, how cool is it that I can just connect with people, text them back and forth, here, build a community. I was always obsessed with community. And so that's I suppose I mean yeah like it was definitely naivety because now I see people who have been in business for 20 30 years working for somebody else or doing consulting and they're so afraid because they see all the downsides and they've seen all the mistakes but I didn't even know that that was possible like I only in the last year it was funny I was at a mastermind in Austin and I I said Mm -hmm. guys for the first time in my life I got sued and um (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like but you know what I'm never this is never happening again like I'm never gonna get sued again I'm never gonna sue someone again and every like everyone in the room just starts pissing themselves They were laughing (laughs) so much all these guys have like massive businesses And uh I was like why are you guys like they were laughing for like five minutes this wasn't just like ha 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 They were straight up just like laughing It's so, you're going to tell us what happened. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I said, Why is this so funny? And there was one other guy who's a friend of mine as well, who's a similar age to me, who has also been like, Well, Lauren, I don't know what's so funny, but like, clearly, we're going to get sued more times in our lives. But I was just so naive even saying that like not that long ago, like literally just a couple months ago, I was so convicted. I'm never getting involved in any legal BS stuff again in my life. But clearly, it's just something that happens a lot. Right. And it's like I wasn't even aware of that um, because, you know, bad stuff happens over time. So uh, I didn't have a clue about any of this stuff. So I think that's how I was able to go in with so much confidence.
1: What's that quote? If you... If you don't want to, or if you never want to, to step on someone's toes or something, then you're never going to do anything that matters or means anything. I'm butchering this completely, but that's what that, that I know what up you mean. Me and, it's so true. Yeah, so true. So then, where are you today? What are you building today? I know you're helping other entrepreneurs scale their businesses, but give us more of an overview.
0: Yeah. Well, the really cool thing about community is that it still keeps going without you there. Yeah. So my fitness stuff still sells. Um, but it's not like selling like crazy. It's not like this is still like a multiple six figures in profit per year business. So I have no idea where it's at, but I get emails every few times a week like somebody has bought your ebook. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so crazy. But it's pretty cool. <laughs> um because people still use the hashtag it's strengthfeed on on Instagram. People still hashtag it and then I guess somehow okay. they like, But yeah, so right now what I'm really big on is I am in the process of building a a vetted and exclusive community for business owners who are building personal brand-led businesses. So people that are speakers, podcasters that make content on social media, most of them have coaching businesses, some type of agency, do some type of consulting, offering some type of services online. And the reason being is because this is the community that I know best. And I've been doing one-on-one coaching. Well, my team, I have a team of of coaches that coach one-on-one, do consulting. And we've been doing that now for more than 1,000 clients that we've worked with. And so amazing. I truly believe that you get to a point where. The impact can be bigger when you take a step back and we don't have to be the ones that are teaching everything we want to create a platform for people that are better than us in all these different areas to provide support to the community because as business owners we've spoken about a lot about it here but it's not just like the business system structure like everyone that comes to us right now they want systems they want structure like they want to know exactly what to do to get this thing but to get the outcome to increase their profits to have a business that they love but there's so much more to it you know there's relationships there's a relationship with yourself there's yeah. health and fitness there are all these different areas in which we want to be able to create a platform for other experts to be able to share their expertise in a vetted community to do deals with each other to be able to like close each other as clients knowing that these are like legit business owners that are in this community because You know, we'll always do the one-on-one. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to get rid of that. But this is something that's 100% missing. And I think it's really easy. You've probably experienced this yourself. You join a membership or something. You go to a networking event and people there just aren't really like you. They don't still really get you. They're still trying to like hand you a business card or something, or they don't understand social media. And so it's just not really relatable. Whereas I know if I, when I was first starting out, could have been in a community with a ton of businesses where personal brands are at the forefront and they're really, really crushing it on social media or not yet, but trying to. There's so much room yeah. for collaboration and also growing each other's brands too. So that's really what we're working on right now. And I've not seen this done before. I've been in communities like this in in the tech space. So more like startup stuff that I've somehow like weaseled myself into because they've seen my social media <laughs> and they're like, oh, Lauren's like a legit entrepreneur. And I'm like, guys, I got nothing to do with tech, but okay, I'll join. <laughs> And um, so now I want to build something that I really would have wanted a few years ago. And that's what we're focusing on at Impact School. And um, it's really nice because I'd say when you have a great community, it's like it's not even work. You know, you just show up on the calls and you're just chatting and I bring in experts who are my friends and they share value and I learn and learning is one of my core values too. And so it's pretty enjoyable and I'm, I'm feeling very grateful to be able to. Do this in a way that feels extremely aligned because over the years, you always dip in and out of things that feel 100% aligned and then gnaw and then do and then don't. But we've been at this now for almost a year behind the scenes working on it. And every time we're working on it, my team and I are just so excited and happy to be doing this.
1: I can tell even as you're sharing this, how aligned you are with your values and your actions in building this. Also, so agree about how community is everything. It's the people you surround yourself with. You become the average of the five folks you're around. And then just having folks you can ask questions related to what you're going through is tremendous. So congrats
0: on that. Totally. Yeah. I like imagine if I could have asked somebody, so how do I do my bookkeeping (laughs) back when I didn't know what
1: before? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or across the world, like bookkeeping. So, how is the business going today? Tell me. And speaking of designing your life, I'm curious: how are you designing around the business, and how is it doing?
0: Yeah. So, my team across eleven different time zones, which means that when we're coordinating calls, it's a little weird because obviously I'm the one that always kind of messes things up because I I made a decision a few years ago. Like, I was trying to build a a software company. Suddenly enough, and um. I actually bought a software development company to to build the the SaaS product, the, the software as a, as a service product, and um, mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my coaches, and he was asking me like, why do you want to do this? What's your mission? Like, why? But and like really going deep on that, and what I realized is like, I don't want a frigging software business. But- it's like the last thing that yeah. I want. I don't want to lose the next 10 years of my life to sacrifice it to a business that hopefully one day I could sell for a billion dollars. And then what do I do? Like, I have a bunch of money and I just wasted years. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I realized after working on that for a couple of years, it just wasn't what I was all about. And that freedom and fulfillment are truly my core values, all while learning and having fun and enjoying my life. So I made the decision to get rid of that. Just shut. I was like, okay, I'll take the loss, whatever. I lost money, but I learned. And so Sure, I dropped out of university, but like I just paid for some of my business education here. That's all good. Yeah. And I'm really happy with that decision because the last year and a half, was it? Uh, yeah, about a year and a half since I stopped on all of that now and just focused fully on Impact School. And I have a couple other different businesses, but that's more where I own minority stakes in those companies and just do a bit of consulting. But when it comes down to it all, I was just figuring out what do I want my dream day to look like? Like literally, how do I want it to look? And I want to wake up to my partner and I want us to be able to have a nice morning together and to be relaxed and calm and then to go for a walk and then to catch up with my team and then to come back, have some breakfast, go to the gym, do some podcasts, write some copy, go on social media, do some lives, record some videos, do some strategy. And like, that's what I want to be doing. Go out for dinner, you know, and that is my dream day now. And so I... I really just was very intentional in just making sure that that remains a standard and I never slip from that because if I ever feel like I'm doing too many calls in a day or I'm working on some stuff that is like draining me energetically, I have to remember why am I doing all of this? And ultimately it's for freedom and to be able to lead by example. And so if I'm doing stuff that I hate all day and not having the business that I love, I'm not an example to my community who are people that want to build a super high profit, make a ton of money, but do it in a way where you're getting real client results and actually building a business that you love. So that was it for me. It was intentionality. And I think that if people were actually to live their lives with more intention, then it's amazing what you can achieve like it's honestly incredible the way that I met my my boyfriend like a year and a half ago I I had a list of 100 non-negotiables like I literally would not settle for anything less and, and so like people think that that's extreme and they're all, all always like well what if he had 90 99 of them but not one well too bad because I'm not settling Right. And I think that we shouldn't settle for anything less than that in our lives because we deserve so much and we're able to create such beautiful things. But when we stop, well, it's only when we, when we when we stop settling and when we stop allowing ourselves to live in this mediocrity because there is so much abundance and so much joy and so many beautiful things that are available for us all of the time. But I think it's so easy. with everybody around us, like overweight, unhappy in relationships that they don't like friends that they don't really want to be around that's what has become normal nowadays. So I don't really give a damn if people think that I'm weird or that I my standards are too high because I definitely don't want to be normal if that's what it's looking like, right?
1: Preach girl. Everyone live life on their own terms. I want to talk about redesigning. You mentioned your partner. You had a mm. list of things that you knew you wanted out of a relationship that you weren't willing to settle for. Maybe that as an example or the example of Designing your work to fit your dream day. Can you walk us through how you built around those visions for yourself?
0: Well, I think you just have to get really, 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 really friggin' clear. Like, what do you actually want? Because I think most people don't Mm -hmm. even know what they want. It's like... Oh, I want to lose 2 pounds. But like what do you actually want to lose 2 pounds for? Do you just want to lose 2 pounds or why do you want to lose 2 pounds? What's the goal here? So, I've always just been very goal oriented, but also I want to achieve the goal in a way that I love it and I love the journey mm-hmm. so that I learn from it. And so nowadays I treat everything that I'm working towards as an opportunity to grow like I think there's a moment of growth in everything it's like if I if if I'm gonna write a book or like launch a new podcast the phrase that I always want is like the moment of growth because for example my background was in fitness okay so like it's a really easy example for me but let's say you're trying to lose some weight or you're trying to grow some muscle and so then you feel yourself going towards the cupboard to go and get a like a cookie or a piece of chocolate or something so obviously, you can stop yourself from doing it and turn around and go back to doing whatever you were going to do and be okay with that. Then the one thing that you should really lean into is that the moment of growth was the moment in which you turn around, the, that you put your mm. hands out. Like That is the moment of the actual growing of yourself and reaching your new version of yourself that you ultimately want to be. And so I think it comes down to an awareness of what you just did. And being proud of yourself for that moment. Because so many people will stop, turn around and be like, no, I'm trying to lose weight. Okay, let's move on. But they won't ever look back at that moment where they did turn around and be so grateful for the fact that they are growing as a person. Because every single time we catch ourselves, we stop ourselves. with, let's say, looking in the mirror, saying bad things about ourselves. And then we snap out of it. The moment in which we snap out of it, that is when we are having the moment of growth. Let's say, You're sitting down with your partner and then you're about to grab your phone to start scrolling on Instagram. But the moment in which you notice your hand going to grab it and you don't grab your phone, that's the moment of growth that reminds you of being the person that you ultimately want to be. So I always have this vision of my ideal self. And every morning I write down in my journal, like, okay, today I'm going to look back on today and I'm going to be proud that I gave my all to all that I did. And then I list all the areas. So for example, my workout, my relationship, my clients, my team. And then at the end of the day, I come back and I look at all those things and I rate myself out of 10 on every single different thing that I listed. Because then that enforces accountability every single day. I'm someone that really needs that because if I don't enforce accountability, then, you know, life can just kind of slip you by. And then you can get into bad habits that you otherwise didn't have. And so for example, I realized Yesterday, I fell asleep really early. I was really, really tired and I didn't do breath work, you know. So then I woke up this morning Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to do my breath work. No wonder today I'm feeling more agitated than I usually would. Okay, because that's really grounding for me. So over time, you get into these habits and things that you do that then become second nature to you. But this didn't happen to me all overnight. Like I had to enforce this stuff into my life through that accountability, for example, because... I am not a super self-disciplined person. People think that I am because I'm really into fitness, but I'm not disciplined. Like, I just love fitness. You know, <laughs> so I have to force this stuff into my world.
1: Absolutely. Accountability is huge. It's literally you helping set yourself up for success. The thing I advocate further for is the James Clear quote of you fall to the level of your systems. Mm -hmm. And sounds like you have this incorporated in your routine. Just how do you make sure you build in the time into your day and give yourself the nudges into your day to set yourself up to exercise or move in a way that serves you? Have a mental fitness routine and then work productively, build your relationships with the people that you love, things like that. On that note, I'm so curious with all that we've talked about to get a better sense of your life, Lauren. Sounds like you are currently in Colombia. You've set your business up in Dubai you have a partner, it sounds like you both travel together. Your team is all over the place.
0: I was very intentional around that because there's this version of yourself that you can see in your mind of the person that you ultimately want to be. And so every time I'm acting out of alignment with that, I literally say to myself, Lauren, just show up as the person that you want to be. And I'll give you an example. So I think it was about a month before I met my boyfriend, I was on the, I was in the gym and I was doing some hamstring curls and I was being really lazy. I think I was just sick a couple of weeks before, but I was fine by now. You know, I was just still being that kind of lazy, like "oh, I'm sick" type of mentality. But I was not sick anymore. Yeah. And then I was listening to this book, and I, I honestly cannot remember what it was. I, I, I honestly, I just can't remember. But it made me think. Oh my gosh, I need to be the person that I want to attract because if the person. That is looking for somebody like me right now, saw me right now, would they wanna be with me? And I was like, hell no, I need to step my game up right now. And so that always helped me frame things differently in the sense that, okay, if I'm being a friend right now, would I, am I acting as the friend that I would wanna have? If I'm being a partner right now, am I acting as the partner that I wanna have? And that enforces that, well, it ensures I always remain at the top of my game in a way that feels in alignment with what I want because ultimately what I want is my values so why am I not showcasing those values okay so to your point um I used to have this like when I was in Austin actually I was in this really crazy routine but it made me get really stressed to be honest I am so much one of these fluid people where I do not mm-hmm. want to have stuff on my calendar. And I just want to be able to do what I want to feel like I want to do in that moment. But that is because I have spent so many years setting up systems and structure in I my business. That. And I have an operator who manages the team. So I don't really need to talk to anybody on my team. And that's good because if I need to do something for them, they put it on ClickUp for me and then I, I get it done in my own schedule. And so we have a very specific way in which we run the business like there's I I, the the guy he he lives in Austin his name's Alex Scharfen his simple Mm -hmm. operations system is like frigging amazing and my whole business runs that way and I just don't get involved because if I'm involved I'm gonna mess it up (laughs) so I just stay in my zone which is like social media making content going on podcasts speaking with potential clients members and also thinking about like who could I bring into our community to come and do live trainings for our members where do I want to do events where do I want to travel to next what content can I make who can I hire as like a new way to grow the business like so yesterday and the day before I was doing some interviews with JV partner managers, which I didn't even think I was going to do. But I had the idea last week. So I thought, screw it, let's get on some interviews. So that's kind of what I'm doing. It's quite random. To be honest, there's not really a a magic recipe to it. But
1: but it sounds like you're working on things that you're strong at and that energize you. So you have outsourced stuff to Alex who sounds like he's your COO and he takes care of the execution and the details and making the metaphorical wheels turn and you are focused on your strengths, business development, marketing, getting inbound and working on your partnerships. That's wonderful. That's a huge like value add right there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Alex is the business coach. My COO, her name is Noor. She's also my business partner. Yeah, so she's amazing. She's a great operator and like... um, I think everybody who is more of a visionary type person, a creator, Mm -hmm. creative type of person. I mean, I'm probably not like creative in the sense where you think of a creative person like painting stuff and making things like that is definitely not me. But I'm good at creating content. um, So that's kind of the difference. But to your point, what's really interesting is... Um, so you probably follow like Layla Hormozy as an example. And so I've known her for quite a long time. And she, she says to me one day, cause I was, I was telling her about this problem I was having with my business and she literally turns around to me. I will not say the exact words she used cause it was pretty aggressive, <laughs> but I was telling her like about my, my org chart and she literally yeah. is like, Lauren, you don't need a frigging general manager i think she's like the general manager is quite literally a bottleneck right now and so i hired this business coach who told me like my org chart needs to look this way and i need to hire a financial controller and like a tech manager and all this like ds stuff that my business does not need okay it's like okay i've got a great business but i'm not making like 50 million a year right (laughs) It was just so funny when she said it to me like that, because I was always trying to fit my business into this like perfect structure. Whereas what Alex Schaafen said to me, he was like, Lauren, you're the CEO. You get to choose what you want to do all day, every day. And then you just hire people to do the other stuff. And it was like a light bulb to me. I was like, oh my God, how did I not realize that? But that's the power of having great coaches around you. Because those two people together, yeah, they coach on operations. Like it's kind of boring stuff. But it literally, oh my gosh, it relieved me from so much pain. Because I was always trying to be like a traditional CEO. When that is just not me. And I think so many people are the same thing who like love what they do. You get into it because you're really good at your craft. You really have this magic touch in helping people or on making content or both. But then when it comes to like the operational stuff of the business, it just drains you. And it's like earlier today, I saw this, you know, thing and this this, this thing on Slack and this back and forth. And I'm like, I'm not even going to look at that right now because it's just going to raise my heart rate. (laughs) I'm just not going to get involved. I trust that my team are going to take care of it. and I must trust and allow that they're going to mess up, but it's okay because They have accountability and they have training when they need it. So it's all good. Like I just need to stay away from the things that is not my zone of genius.
1: If you think about it, the whole situation was a little bit of like a version of you was trying to have your business fit into maybe a nice neat box that maybe you would learn about in university that's in a perfect world which doesn't exist. And what actually happens in the real world is you build a business by doing things trial and error and getting surrounding yourself with humans who can cover your blind spots and your weaknesses and working on your own self and growth. And the huge secret that's not really a secret is you get to tailor it to you. And each of us is unique and has a unique set of strengths and weaknesses and areas of growth, opportunity, et cetera. And you just tailor it to your specifics. Like Yeah. Niche even when you
0: say that like it literally (laughs) gives me goosebumps (laughs) i don't know why but it's like sometimes i even feel like is this even legal am i allowed to be doing this how amazing is this you know and when i compare it to like working in corporate and yeah i wasn't there for a long time but that was just hell and that's it felt like i was still in high school you know and so then you get all this freedom and it's like oh my gosh what do i do like no one's telling me what to do and I still feel like that to this day, even though I've been doing this for like full time, more than, how many years is that? More than six years now.
1: Yeah, look at you. And that's what I love about entrepreneurs. This word sometimes has a bad name, but they're, you're literally an explorer, paving out your own path and learning as you go. On that note, what are you focused on growth-wise today, either professionally or personally? Where is Lauren going?
0: I'm always focused on building my relationship with myself and improving because I think that always is a thing that causes pain for us because Mm -hmm. we get in our heads about certain things or something's happening and then we're feeling stressed about it or we react in a certain way to situations that are going on but ultimately that's us you know that's that's all in our own mind in the way that we react because one person would react to that same situation totally differently so for me I'm really just continuing to try and remain more calm and less like anxious right because even from my past that was always what was slowing me down and I would get stress oh I'm having heart palpitation oh my god I'm gonna die like I would think something like this and so for me it's just maintaining balance in my mind and also my physiology as well to make sure I'm never getting too hungry or too thirsty or too full or too tired because I always find that when I'm feeling hungry or thirsty or tired or something like that then that's when I'm just not able to be as relaxed as I want to be and show up in the way where I can just work and work and work and create and create and create and be and be and be and just do the things that I love so that's one thing the second thing is always with my partner I think when you're in a relationship it's something just to always be working on so um we've been trying to get into like a habit of doing these like daily check-ins like what you would do with your team and uh also like weekly check-ins and just making sure that we're staying on top of being there for each other because life gets busy right and like as we're doing different things yeah some of course we're always eating dinner with each other every single day like that's something that's important and spending time in the morning it's still important to make sure that like you're doing things to like actively deepen the relationship so we make sure that we're going out and doing activities without our phones, taking intentional questions that we that we hear somewhere or that we like think about, that we want to ask each other, and um, just improving our relationship in in every single area. So that's the second thing, and then the third, um, for me, a big thing is leadership, so improving my yeah. ability to be a great leader, because that was always something that I was quite insecure about because like no one teaches you how to lead a team and so I've had I don't even know how many people I've hired ever in my life like it's it's too many and it's not something that I'm proud of but I've just hired so many people not trained them properly and then it did not work out and so only in the last really two years would I two and a half years would I say that like we've really been great at this and really on top of it but The higher level person I bring onto my team, the higher level leader I need to be. So now I have Mm -hmm. these people on my team that have had their own seven figure businesses and sold these businesses for seven, eight figures. Um, And like, so these are very impressive entrepreneurs who are now working at Impact School, who I need to be able to stay ahead of and lead because like Leila Holmosey says, their vision needs to be able to fit inside of mine. Right. So then they stay at the company because if their vision gets bigger than that, then they're going to go do their own thing again. So to maintain that, I need to stay on top of my game. And so that's probably those are the three things I would say, but they all excite me. And um, I think the hardest one is always our relationship to ourselves. Honestly, like that's the toughest one that I think everybody's always working through in which um, is the hardest because, yeah, you can talk to people about it. But at the end of the day, that doesn't change anything because it's only you and yourself.
1: Totally. What are the things that have worked best for you as you're working on your relationship with yourself? That's such a good one.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say breath work. So this HRV breath, that's what it's called. It's like on YouTube, HRV breath. So it's basically just like four seconds in six seconds out. And that is so calming for me. And then after I'm finished with that, I feel like I have such a clear mind and just takes everything out of my brain, I've obviously been working out for years, and that's something that is just a habit that is so important for me and I would sacrifice any day of the week and literally like any day of the week, an hour and a half of my day, <laughs> even if I have like so much to do to go to go work out because of how much better I feel afterwards and then every morning, just trying to go outside and and get some steps, yeah, like sometimes it's raining, but I think when you walk outside just first thing, it just gives you that like mobility and just feel so much better throughout the day so those are a few yeah. things and I stopped consuming caffeine as well which personally mm. for me has really been so helpful just for my my mental clarity and my energy throughout the
1: I see and how are you managing your anxiety today and thank you again for bringing that up it's an important topic
0: yeah like I haven't really had a panic attack I mean for like eight years um but now really for me it, it just it is heart palpitations and interestingly enough, in the past, I'd say about four years ago, when I was still living in England, I would notice like I was living by myself and I would have like a cup of water next to water, water like next to me, you know, <laughs> and like I would go to the bathroom and then I would come back and like I would not drink that water. I would have this like, weird OCD, like literally, I guess it is OCD, anxiety and OCD is on the same type of spectrum. Mm-hmm. But I would not drink it. I would have to like pour it away, get more water new in the cup. And it was really crippling. Like, nobody would understand how crippling this is. And I never really spoke about this before. But then I would go out to like dinner and I would be so paranoid about this water that I was drinking. And because I guess, like, mm-hmm. in the subconscious mind, I was afraid to get spiked because. I, and I figured it out one time when I was doing breath work because my brother was always having so much medication, you know? And so my friends had been spiked when they would go out, like, drink alcohol. And so I think I was just afraid that the water had been spiked with drugs. Yeah. And I have this, like, yeah. weird fear of drugs because of what happened with my brother and all his medication. But, yeah, so for me, actually, when I feel that fear and that weird, like, OCD feeling, I, I will down that water and be like, no, like... <laughs> This is not it. happening to you, Lauren. Like we are leaning into this fear and um, accepting it. And there's this great concept called like, I think it's called acceptance therapy or something. Mm-hmm. There's this really good book actually that I listened to this audiobook a while ago. And I just, every time I'm feeling a little uh, anxious or whatever, if I'm having some heart palpitations, I'll listen to it again and again. It's called, um, I think it's, it's, it's by this woman called Claire Weeks dr claire okay. w-e-e-k-e-s she's got a couple books but i think the one that was good i think it's called hope and help for your nerves so that's really really good for anyone that's suffering with like anxiety um i've not stru- suffered with depression myself but she also talks about that in the book um so it's super valuable and her content's great this shit this is from years ago she- this woman's passed away like this is really old stuff but it's it's solid
1: Lauren, everything you've talked about from baseline, taking care of your health, to prioritizing how you're spending your day and designing your work around that, to outsourcing your areas of weakness to others and building on your own terms. It's all super inspiring. And I can't wait to see you continue to build and grow Impact School and more beyond that. This was amazing. Thanks for coming on.
0: No thanks for having me. Your energy is awesome. And I can't wait to connect in Austin. Yeah, I'll be there in a couple months. So we'll have to meet up.
1: Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like what you hear, leave a review and share.